This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. I want to begin today by reading uh, a quote from Joseph Campbell from his book, The Power of Myth. The problem in middle life, when the body has reached its climax of power and begins to decline, is to identify yourself not with the body, which is falling away, but with the consciousness of which it is a vehicle. This is something I learned from myths. What am I? Am I the bulb that carries the light? Or am I the light of which the bulb is a vehicle? One of the psychological problems in growing old is the fear of death. People resist the door of death. But this body is a vehicle of consciousness. And if you can identify with the consciousness, you can watch this body go like an old car. There goes the fender. There goes the tire. One thing after another. But it's predictable. And then gradually the whole thing drops off. And consciousness rejoins consciousness. It is no longer in this particular environment. Sometimes it can uh, seem difficult to succinctly uh, state what this practice is about. Uh, but then you encounter a quote like this, which just perfectly sums up everything we disagree with. Uh, I, I think it could, you couldn't do a better job of describing uh, the way spirituality is offered as a, a practice of dissociation, a splitting off of spirit from body, of seeking a remedy to impermanence and death by imagining a consciousness, a soul, a spirit, that is somehow distinct from the body, immune from the vicissitudes of old age and death, and will somehow continue afterwards. And that our individual consciousness is but a part of a big universal consciousness, however you want to describe that. And as Campbell says, this is uh, no doubt found uh, throughout the world and throughout history, in many myths, many religions, and really is what most people have always felt uh, spirituality was. In part, it's why I've always described myself as religious but not spiritual, 
I'm religious because I belong to and practice a particular religious tradition. But I don't think of myself as spiritual because I don't share any of this sense of a spirit separate from a body that somehow is going to carry on afterwards or that I can somehow in some sense uh, reside in apart from what happens to my body. Now, some time ago, I tried to uh, write an alternative to this way of thinking. And it was then in response to something that um, I think Ken Wilber had written from an uh, Advaita perspective. Again, this sense of spirituality being what allows me to separate from all the facts of bodily impermanence. And so this was the the chant, Buddha Nature's Impermanence, that we've uh, incorporated sometimes in our services. And I'd like to read it again now, just to hold in contrast to this uh, quote from Campbell. I am my body, a living, breathing body, with all its physical sensations of comfort and discomfort, relaxation and tension, changing each moment with each inhalation and exhalation, dependent each moment on the air I breathe and the environment which sustains my life. I am my desires, my appetites, my needs for love and attachment, my ambitions and my ideals. In each moment, I might experience satisfaction or lack, fullness or emptiness, learning gradually to distinguish my needs from my wants, the conditions for my flourishing from the fleeting effects of gratification. I am my emotions, my love and my anger, my sadness and my joy, my calmness and anxiety moment after moment, reflecting my inescapable dependence on others, my vulnerability to the vicissitudes of their attention. I am my thoughts, which pass through my awareness moment after moment, like clouds through the sky, sometimes peacefully, sometimes not. Whatever their content, I can recognize them is part of the ongoing flow of my consciousness, a necessary part of what feels like me, to be neither banished or suppressed, but acknowledged in their passing. I am my intention to practice the values and ideals of the Buddha way, which are not of my own creation, but are passed down to me through generations of students and teachers on whom I depend for forms and discipline and understanding that makes practice possible. I am simultaneously the product of that long tradition 
its manifestation in the present, and its shaper for the future. I'm a whole person whose body, desires, emotions, thoughts, intentions, and awareness are all inseparable from my Buddha nature, all continually manifesting their inherent interdependence, impermanence, and perfection, just as they are right here, right now. I was thinking I could even add another paragraph to that and say, I am my library. I am my books. I am the sum of all that I've read and learned and accumulated, both in physical form and in terms of my own knowledge. A certain kind of order that uh, I have brought uh, together in one place for a certain amount of time. The room in which I live has hundreds of books, all brought together with a certain intention, the sum of which is, is part of who I am. See, I think it's another way of blurring this distinction between inside and outside. Who we are is this environment, this impact we make on this world around us, on the others around us for a certain amount of time. It's bringing a certain amount of order into a sea of entropy. I've likened it to building sandcastles. For a while, we assemble our lives into a certain shape, sometimes with great effort and diligence to creating something quite unique and special, but which we know inevitably is going to be washed away. And yet, kids on the beach can see what we've done and say, oh, I want to be able to do that too, right? And the whole idea of building sandcastles and what's possible gets passed on generation after generation, even though any individual sandcastle is always going to get washed away. Now, the picture that Joseph Campbell presents, I'm sure, has been a consolation for, you know, generations of people throughout many cultures and uh, throughout time. And in a way, you don't want to begrudge anybody the consolations they need to fear death and change. It's a big part of what religion and spiritual practice have always meant to people. And it's in a way a strange thing to be part of a religious tradition that says they're doing something diametrically opposed to that. 
You know, when sometimes you hear that all religions at root are one, that all are, you know, heading up to the top of the mountain, just taking a different route up, right? Well, I think they're different mountains. I don't think we're climbing the same mountain that uh, Campbell's talking about here. I think we're trying to acknowledge and work with impermanence and change in a very different kind of way. And one doesn't have to replace the other, but I think it's important to be clear that we're offering an alternative to that and not uh, allow the distinctions to be blurred in a kind of uh, uh, fuzzy universalism. Now, two days ago, I, I spent the day in, in an emergency room uh, passing a kidney stone. Not a pleasant experience. But one that uh, is as vivid a reminder that anybody could ask for that I am my body. Right? I am, I am what is happening to my body. I don't get to dissociate into some kind of higher spiritual plane where I can look down at it all from some. Uh, elevated height and feel like, oh, that's just happening in my body, but I'm, I'm something else. I will maintain my equanimity no matter what's happening to my body. Well, good luck with that. I mean, I certainly think that there's a way in which years of practice allow you to face things differently, to not resist them or fight them and feel uh, like you're in this futile struggle to control the uncontrollable. I think I go through things like that differently than I would if I hadn't practiced. But it's no uh, get out of jail free card, no get out of pain and suffering card. Uh, This is who and what we are. And I think that the courage of this practice is to stay with that basic reality. That is our, our fundamental effort and discipline, is not to avoid, not to evade, but to stay emotionally honest in the face of our illness, old age, and passing away. <clears throat>